Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show. Sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at Daytona International. Three, two, one. Gentlemen, start your engine. Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the Rowdy Maglot Show, which will be played Thursday night, but we're live now tonight. And our guest tonight is Brad Swarzy, and Brad is from Port Royal and does a little PA at Port Royal. And Brad, welcome to the Rowdy Maglot Show. Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm, I'm really excited to be a part of this, and I'm um, you know, just excited to talk some racing. Well, Brad, uh, I'm looking forward to the day to get to Port Royal. I met Steve and uh, Justin down in Daytona at the promoters uh, convention that they had going. And, uh, I mean, you're working under a guy that was, uh, what, the National 410 Sprint Car Promoter of the Year? That's not a bad lead yeah. to be following. <laughs> What's it like working no. for Steve? <laughs> Yeah, working for Steve is awesome. So I've known Steve um, my whole life. Him and I actually went to church together um, growing up. And, you know, he oversaw, him and his wife oversaw Vacation Bible School. And, um, you know, I've been going to Port Royal Speedway my whole life. So um, when I came out of college, um, you know, I was looking for work. And, um, you know, I got a hold of Steve O'Neill and um, just said, like, you know, if you want me to, you know, hold the hold the trophy and hand it to you in victory lane, whatever you want me to do. Uh, you know, I'll be happy to do it. And, and he brought me on and, you know, said, well, let's get you, let's get you announcing here with, with Earl and we'll get you working on the promotional team under me. And um, honestly, I mean, the, the heart that those guys have, the, the um, passion that they have for racing and, and making it successful doing whatever they can. I mean, it's, it's awesome to be a part of, um, you know, I'm really excited and, and humbled to be a part of that team that uh, does such an awesome job at Port Royal Speedway. You know, early to mid 2000s, you know, things were things were rough at, at Port Royal Speedway, and really to just see where it is now and, and just stand in amongst you know the racing just on a weekly basis. Not even you know the Tuscarora 50 coming up here in a few weeks is, is huge and um, always sells out. But just being there on any given Saturday night is really awesome. And, and to work under Steve, who who has so much heart to do it, is um, you know I learn a lot and I really enjoy being a part of that team. Well, uh, Brad, you're still young young man, and uh, kind of when did you realize that you had the fever to want to stay in motorsports? What 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 moment in life brought that to you? So, uh, you know, I went, I went to college, I went to Penn State, graduated from Penn State with a degree in broadcast and, um, you know, in amongst a busy schedule working to stay in school. Um, you know, I always went to the races with my, my stepdad growing up and, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be, 
um, you know, either a race car driver or a car mechanic or whatever. And then, you know, things changed since growing up, but I always went to the races. That was always steady for me. Um, you know, I just really enjoyed, you know, motorsports and, and being around the people that it was around. And um, as I got ready to, you know, come out of school and start a career, um, you know, I was going to the races and, and Port Royal was just getting bigger and bigger. And I thought, you know, dirt track racing is so awesome. You know, I, I just want to be a part of it, um, you know, and, and seeing that, you know, in some places it feels like dirt track racing can be shrinking sometimes across the country. But I, I think it's just, you know, lucky where I, where I, you know, grew up and where I'm from that I'm in a place where it's growing and it's booming. And I thought, man, I gotta, I gotta try to get a, to be a part of this some way. So, you know, just in those, in the formative years, you know, I'm, I'm still only, I'm going to be 25 years soon. So still pretty young, but uh, you know, coming out of college when I was like, thinking I got to make a decision, you know, I got to, I got to do something here. Um, and I don't want to just be a fan in the stands, you know, I want to be involved and be a part of this. Um, so, I mean, I, I would say it was about 21, 21, 22 that I was like, you know, I want to be in this working in it um, to help contribute to, to the growth that I'm seeing. Hey Brad, you have Kyle here. Uh, my first question for you is, uh, you know, I know you and I were talking a little bit before the show, but, uh, you know, what was it, you know, what is it about racing that got you, um, you know, um, what? That area, I mean, like what else is, what else is, you know, what else have you done? You know, I know you, you mentioned you work in Mechanicsburg. I mean, you know, you go to other racetracks as well. Yeah. So um, this past Friday, so we weren't racing um, this past weekend at Port Royal Speedway with the Knoxville Nationals going on. Um, you know, we have a lot of local guys that like to travel out there. So Port Royal Speedway was off. So um, my stepdad and I, we went out to Path Valley Speedway, a short track to watch super late models. Um, you know, that was a lot of fun. That was another track that, you know, I didn't go to as regular as Port Royal Speedway, but, you know, on a Friday night or Saturday night, we might go out there every once in a while. And, you know, it was just, I mean, that took me back a little bit, uh, you know, going back to some different racetracks. Of course, I've been to Williams Grove. I was out at Sealands Grove a few weeks ago. Um, you know, very lucky. I, I've talked to people at, at Port Royal, different fans that, you know, don't realize in central Pennsylvania how lucky we are, how many dirt tracks we have around, how much racing just goes on between Lincoln, Port Royal, Williams Grove, Sealands Grove. I went out to Path Valley. Um, we got Bloomsburg that's starting up now. You know, it's like you can you can drop a hat and you land it on a dirt track. And, um, you know, we have a guy that works with us from Virginia who drives up to Port Royal Speedway to work with us every week. His name's Kyle Simons. And, uh, you know, he said, I have to drive two and a half hours to get to my closest racetrack. He's like, you guys are so spoiled in, in central PA. Uh, to just kind of, you know, only have to drive under an hour to, to get to racing. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm watching racing, you know, whenever I get a free chance, I'm, I'm at a racetrack, you know, just trying to soak it all in. It's just so much fun to be a part of, um, you know, outside of racing, I, I work for, um, you know, high school, I do high school football, um, play by play. I do high school basketball, play by play, um, you know, that's where I really got my start in high school was doing that kind of stuff. And that led me into doing racing, um, you know, it was helping to build up my confidence in radio and uh, then getting into getting onto the mic there at Port Royal Speedway. But yeah, I mean, racing eats up pretty much any, any free time that I have past the full-time work that I do Monday to Friday, you know, 8 a.m. to 5. My second question for you is uh, talk a little bit about how the World of Outlaws show went there. Uh, originally it was 10,000 and it went up to 20,000. 
Um, you know, Rowdy and I couldn't make it, but um, I mean, how how did it go for you on a Wednesday night? Um, I know I was at the PAC Week show that drew that drew really well on a Wednesday night. Um, how was that World of Outlaws show for you guys? And uh, I know Kyle Larson came in and took all took all the money. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a good show. I mean, the heat races in that alone were. Uh, you know, top notch, just trying not to be biased. My mind immediately goes to Danny Dietrich and Brad Sweet, um, you know, in their heat race, you know, photo finish down for that one, Posse versus Outlaws, um, you know, which is amped up anytime they're in central Pennsylvania or anytime they're anywhere when Brent Marks goes out somewhere, you know, picks up the historical big one and, and the Kings Royals, things like that, that stuff's always amped up. And, you know, it wasn't Port Royal. Um, fan turnout was great. Um, you know, you never know on, on a midweek show, you know, people were, you know, working, you know, it's it's hard to get out. You you never know on a midweek show how things are going to turn out. But the Speed Week show, the Outlaw show, you know, it, it, it brings people in. And, you know, Steve Steinle, the track crew, of course, Steve O'Neill and promoting it and us on the promotional team, you know, put a lot of hard work to get fans out there. But, um, you know, it's everything you want in, in a big race like that. The energy's high. The fans are on their feet. They're cheering. Of course, Kyle Larson ran away with it all. Um, you know, a lot of fans love Kyle Larson and what he brings to the sport, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was good. Um, you know, it's good to be around, you know, that crew and, uh, you know, put on a good show. I mean, ultimately at the end of the day, us on the promotional team, we want to put on a good show for the fans and, and that's what it was, even though Kyle Larson ran away with it all. Um, a lot of names in the mix there, you know, anything could really happen. And, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. My last question for you is kind of preview this weekend coming up. It's open wheel madness three, uh, four ten wing sprint cars uh, making uh, the past three hundred five making up a feature, so about two features, and also east east east, east coast wingless sprints. Uh, I mean, what 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 is the the biggest story you think we'll take out of that that weekend coming up? I mean, what what are you looking forward to? I mean, for me, I mean, I'm looking at somebody like a Briggs Danner you know, who runs the USAC East Coast Wingless Sprint. But, I mean, who who would you look at? Are we, you know, are we going to see some of the, the posse back now that Knoxville's over? Yeah, I think we'll have the posse back pretty much in, in, a, in a full force here, um, you know, at Port Royal. I mean, right now, um, we haven't talked about it as much. Logan Wagner, who's who's been the track champion four times, driving the Zemco number one, um, you know, has been the points leader for a large portion of the year here, um, has hit a rough patch. You know, rough patch for him is not finishing on the podium, four straight races where he hasn't finished on the podium. And his points lead starting to dwindle down. Um, his dad, is, is Mike Wagner, and his second has been really reeling him in, um, now just down to 130 points. So, I, I'm a big points guy. I, I love kind of keeping my eyes on the points and what storylines those bring in. And, and Mike Wagner has been Mr. Consistent all year long. He hasn't won with the support Royal Speedway yet this year, um, but his last track championship came without winning a race. You know, he's just super consistent and he's very, very good, you know, competing against guys like Logan Wagner, um, like Dylan Sisney, who won some heat races, you know, down in Knoxville against Anthony Macri. I mean, Mike Wagner's in the mix. Jeff Halligan's been hot. So in the, in the 410 competition, my, my mind immediately goes to that in the points battle. And then in the USAC um, wingless East Coast series, I mean, that that competition is just so much fun. I love wingless racing. It's it's so fun to watch when they come to Port Royal Speedway. I love watching them throw it into turn one. And Briggs Danner, um, you know, he's been very dominant in that series. Him and Alex Bright always put on a show. Um, when they come out to Port Royal Speedway and, you know, when they're at Williams Grove and things like that. So um, I, I always think that's a lot of fun to watch. I love these open wheel madness shows. Um, I think that's just another thing of central Pennsylvania. We we are big open wheel people. 
um, even though super late models are, are awesome and put on a heck of a show pretty much every week. Um, you know, everybody loves the, the open wheels, the wings on top of the car, or, um, you know, just love sprint cars. So um, it's going to be a good show, open wheel madness. 305s are one of the most competitive divisions, um, even though, you know, it's a it's a learning division. You know, people always say, oh, you know, these guys are, you know, are in their stripes a little bit. I mean, they put on good racing. It's competitive. You just, There's no clear favorite anymore. Um, so really anybody can win that, and that's a lot of fun to watch those guys learn and then put on a heck of a show as well. I have to hit you with one hard-hitting question while you're on our show. Uh, my question for you is, who is the better sprint car driver, Brett Marks or Anthony Macri? <laughs> oh, man, um, that's, a, that's a tough one. Um, I mean, Brent Marks is, I, I think, has to have the edge right now, just statistically speaking. Um, I mean, Anthony Macri has won, you know, the most races in the country, but Brent Marks has done it, um, you, you know, on, on the biggest stage of winning the Kings Royal. But I, I think those guys could match each other punch for punch any day of the week. I mean, Anthony Macri is a, a showman. Um, and Brent Marks, you know, he's one of the nicest guys that, that I've talked to. Um, I've met a lot of good guys that, that come and race with us at Port Royal. Uh, Brent Marks was one of the, the first guys that was uh, – you know, super, super kind to me when I first started here just a few years ago. So, uh, but Anthony Macri, I mean, man, when he's towards the front, you know, if it, if it was him and Brent Marks battling out for the, for the win, everybody's eyes are going to be on Anthony Macri for the show that he puts on. So um, I think it's, you know, what's your favorite flavor? You know, if you want to watch the show, Anthony Macri's going to put it on. Um, but Brent Marks knows how to, I mean, he knows how to show up when the money matters most. So, I, I mean, that's tough for me. Um, you know, I, I don't want to lean favorites because, you know, I'll see those guys in the pits sometime. And if they listen, I don't want to be grabbed by the collar. But, uh, you know, I, I think Brent Marks has the edge right now just because he's got a lot of money in the back pocket with all his winnings lately. For the money, Brad, it's just gotten really good. And... Oh, I'm sorry. I lost you there for a second. I heard you say the okay, money's I... gotten really good and then I lost you. Okay, I was saying the money has really gotten good in the in the dirt, and that's the small tracks. Do y'all do you see an uptick now of fans in the in the in the stands? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Um, you know, as the you know, in my memory, before I started working at Port Royal Speedway, I was in the stands myself when Steve O'Neill walked out onto the old Victory Lane and said that. Uh, you know, the test score 50 was going up to $50,000 to win and just how the crowds have exploded. Um, you know, you look out at Houston's and the high bank nationals, that's now going to be a quarter million dollars to win. Um, you know, I think there's, there's been an attraction to coming back to this grassroots of, of racing a little bit. Um, you know, that uh, money has been so large in NASCAR now for a while. Um, and, you know, even though it's a smaller dollar amount in dirt racing, I think I still light up as they see it get into the triple figures and, and tracks keep investing more into those purses and, you know, more fans are, are packing the seats, um, you know, and, and interested in it. You know, we see a lot of guys doing double duty, just like Kyle Larson, you have, you know, Alex Bo Bowman, Chase Briscoe, you know, guys that are coming back into the to the grassroots of racing, which, you know, is only good for, for both sides of things, I think. You know, NASCAR benefits from it. I think dirt track racing really benefits from it um, to have guys so heavily invested in both. So, yeah, I think there has been an uptick in fans here in, in um, you know, grassroots racing, which is which is awesome because I think there was a, there was a scary point in the, in the 
you know, late 2000s here locally and, you know, early 2010s where, you know, you just didn't really know where things were going um, at a certain point of time. Um, but it feels like, at least locally, um, you know, here where I'm at in central PA, you know, things are trending in a good direction with the fans. Yeah, we, we see it. I see the crowd this year a lot better than I've seen in the past. I, you know, I think people got locked up and they decided if they're going to live, they're going to have to start living and living quick. Brad, mm-hmm. man, we let's talk about uh, where they can follow and keep up with you at Port Royal. Yeah, so we got a whole bunch of different social medias you can keep up with. So we got Port Royal Trackside Media um, on Facebook, um, Port Royal Speedway on Twitter. We also have an Instagram. Um, you know, you can always follow us. You know, if you can't make it, if you're out of the state, you can always watch Port Royal Speedway every week on Flow Racing for any of our weekly shows. Anytime the Tezos All-Star Circus champions um, are in town, Lucas Oil Dirt Late Models, all that's on Flow Racing. So um, if you're not making the long drive or, you know, flight over to Port Royal Speedway, you're staying at home, you can watch on Flow there. That's where you can hear me most often um, is my voice coming over Flow. Um, or you can get out to Port Royal Speedway when you get the chance. Things are getting exciting. Um, you know, here we got Fair Week coming up here. We got um, Late Model, big $50,000 to win Late Model show at the end of the month. Um, you know, we always love to see you at the track. You can come stop us. We we always love meeting people that are there for the first time. So hopefully we can get you guys up here. Um, you know, I can, um, you know, shake your hands and, you know, show you around the track a little bit. I'm looking forward to that day. Kyle will be there this weekend, so. Looking Brad, forward to seeing you, Kyle. Uh, Kyle and I uh, met once here a few weeks ago, and I'm always looking forward to seeing him at the track. Well, I appreciate Brad, it. You know, you wonder if racing's going to make it, but listening to you and knowing Kyle, the next generation, racing's in good shape, Brad. Thanks a lot for being part of the show tonight. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks a lot. All Thanks, right, Brad. Thank you. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track, Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everybody i'd like to welcome you to the rowdy maglot show and i got kyle magnum hanging in on the other side how you doing kyle Hey Rowdy, it's not, it's good to be back uh, right on the board here. Um, like I said, apologize. I think we had a little mix up on the time, but uh, we have Charlie Crawl coming on, our communications director. Uh, looking forward to having him on. He should be on any minute. So uh, we're looking forward to it. We're going to replay on the show tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, looking forward to having Charlie on. It's a uh, it's a monster weekend, uh, Kyle. We got. 
Watkins Glen on uh, Friday. Then they turn around and head to uh, Springfield for the dirt track on Sunday. Yeah, we're going to have some different entries in each race. Uh, I know uh, we have a few attempting both. Uh, Nick Sanchez, Raja Caruso, Greg Van Alst, who we will have on at 7.35 p.m. Eastern live on the Rowdy Magalite show tonight. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's a big list. Daniel Dye, uh, Taylor Gray, Sammy Smith, Jesse Love, all running both races. So, um, yeah, it's a short turnaround. Um, and then we go to Springfield when we have, you know, uh, Watkins, then we have Brandon Jones and a few other drivers with Stanton Barrett running. And then we go to Springfield. We have Buddy Kofoid, uh, one of the top sprint car drivers. Uh, we, we will have some news on him here coming up later tonight. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, we have one of the top sprint car drivers in the world, or at least in, the, in America, uh, doing really well running is make his ARCA debut at Springfield. So uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, Kelly Kofsky's coming back in the 16 car. Uh, Kenny Schrader in the 11 for fast track racing. So I don't, I don't know. I know there's no Landon Lewis this year. I know Ty Gibbs. So I, I'm kind of wondering who the favorite's going to be come uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, you just can't. Kenny Schrader and, and Kenny Wallace, they just going to, they like to energize Bunny. They just keep going and keep on going. Like Red Farmer. Yeah, and Schrader uh, just Kyle. ran out of Action Track USA in Pennsylvania in Clipstown, PA. Uh, running the speedster, so uh, he just he's just been here in the state, and now he's going out and going to be running the uh, the ARCA car for Handy Hillenberg. So uh, we got Daytona Tom. He he's actually I believe Daytona Tom has arrived at the track or right in the vicinity there, Kyle, and uh, the same location. It was a uh, wonderful sight. He's got, I'm sure he's going to book it again for next year, Kyle. All we can do is hope we can be there next year. But in the meanwhile, I'll be at Daytona Friday and Saturday for the uh, Coke Sugar-Free 400. Yeah, I think it's going to be a real real good one, Rowdy. Uh, I think uh, you know, you're going to it. And then I, I got you set for Darlington, so that's what we'll be doing. Got Darlington for Labor Day. Back like last year. Listen, that if you've never been to Darlington, Labor Day weekend is is the time to go. Beautiful sunset at the uh, end of the race. It's a really great great place to uh, see a a NASCAR race, and especially the next gen car there, Kyle. Yeah, the next-gen car has been really good. Um, we've had 15 different winners so far this year, a um, few repeats, and, uh, you know, we still got two races left before the playoffs start, Watkins Glen, Daytona, and uh, two big races coming up. Uh, we got, you know, the Arkham and Art Series going to be at Watkins Glen, and then, uh, you know, uh, we'll be at Springfield in a few days, and we got the Cup weekend at Watkins Glen. can't make it, unfortunately, but I will be at Port Royal on a Saturday, August 20th, so looking forward to Open Wheel Madness 3 with the 410-wing spring cars the past 305 wing sprint cars and also the East Coast wingless sprint. So that's what's going on. Go have your hands full, Kyle. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing back from you. It's also good to have Brad on. Yeah, Rowdy, remember we had Brad Strasser from the track on. And uh, let's, yeah. uh, let's bring our guest in, Rowdy. I'll let you introduce him, okay? All right. Everybody, I'd like to welcome no stranger to the show, 
to the Rowdy Maglite Show, Charlie Corral. Welcome, Charlie. Hey, guys. What's happening? Man, Charlie, it's a monster weekend. How, I mean, you go from Watkins Glen on Friday, and you got to be in Springfield, Illinois, on Sunday. That's uh, that that's calling for a lot of overtime for guys to get their stuff changed over from asphalt to dirt. Well, don't we've got a race on Saturday night as well. So three races, three days. We're really yeah, three three really great races ahead of us this week, and uh, we're just excited to get to it. Well, you got Nick Sa- Sanchez and uh, Raja Caruso from Rev Racing, racing for one and two. It's just another close finish to the season, and Charlie, I said it again, I'm looking forward for you taking me to that favorite spot at Toledo. Yeah, it all kind of counts down to that. The Toledo Speedway does, and we're so looking forward to it. You know, Nick and Roger, Back and forth all the their teammates at Rev Racing. Um, you know, particularly at Mid Ohio on the road course. And, you know, we're, we're on another road course this weekend, and both of them are hungry. Both of them want to be uh, a bad advantage for the battle for that championship this weekend. We'll see any or intentional takeouts or anything like that. You know, hard racing sometimes leads to. Uh, to some, some moves that they wouldn't normally make. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but it should be a good race between those two. And you, know, you talk about the history of, uh, throughout the history of stock car racing, we've never had a Hispanic driver, or, and we've never had a black driver touring championship. And you know, there's a, a, a shot to that this year, you know, and really excited about it. Char- uh, Charlie? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, I'm in a bunch of traffic, but uh, one of the highlights don't, this year. Don't hurt you you got, you, Don't hurt yourself. That's all right. <laughs> hey, uh, Charlie, you got a race so far that stands out this year. I think the race we just had at Michigan was, was a great race. You know, I, I, I know people are going to point to the fact that we only had 21 cars. We're very, very cognizant of that. You know, we, we want more cars. But we had 11 weeks, and it was a great race. And we've we've got some really talented kids that are are part of the series right now. You know, we've talked about Nick and Raja, by Sammy Smith, other race. Um, you know, those those are five really strong cars right there, really strong drivers, and and um, yeah. The, We've we've had some really great exciting races, but I think that Michigan race is one that stands out to me. Hey hey Charlie, uh, you got Kyle here. My first question for you is, um, what what are your thoughts on the dirt ringers coming in on on Sunday at Springfield? You got Kenny Schrader, uh, Kelly Kofsky, and Buddy Kofor, just to name a few. Um, what's your thoughts on that? You think one of them's going to come in and take it from them? Well, they're going to have to beat Ryan Unsiger. Ryan's won at Springfield in the past. So if those dirt ringers want to pick up the checkered flag, they're going to have to beat him. But $1,000 bonus that we have, we want people to come in and take that $50,000 bonus. And we want to you know, we want to bring people in from other you know, areas of stock car racing and other areas of short track racing to come and battle for that cash. And, and I think we're seeing that right now. And, 
you know, Buddy, I don't think Buddy Copoid is going to be racing at Dupont. Um, I think he is a Springfield only guy, but, you know, we're really happy to have him. And he's looking for, to make history of his own. You know, it's 1972 that someone has won uh, the Silver Crown race and the stock car race at Springfield on the same weekend. Buddy's got a real good shot at making that happen. So we'll be pulling for him on Saturday night and then uh, looking for him to uh, make a run at history there on Sunday afternoon. My second question for you is, um, you know, with the upcoming schedule, you know, with the few next few races, I mean, which one do you think has the most emphasis on right now? I know Milwaukee's yeah. coming up, uh, the coin will be coming up. Which one are you looking at? Right. So every one of them is important at this point in the season. They're all important, actually. But at this point in the season, they're all important. And, you know, not only here in the Arkham Art Series championship, but that East championship, you know, Taylor Gray and Sammy Smith are battling for that title. Um, you know, the race at Milwaukee, uh, the race at Bristol are both combination races with the East Series, so we'll determine a champion there. Um, you can't overlook the West Series, too. They've got a race Saturday night, the 1,000th race in the history of that series uh, at Evergreen Speedway. It's the 60th time Evergreen has had uh, a West race, and that is the leading track as far as the number of races at one facility in West Series history. So we couldn't have to a more perfect place to have the 1,003. Um, you know, we're we're all battling the, the fuel costs and, and the cost of getting from point A to point B, and that, that's going to keep our car count down a little bit. But we've got some great racers out there on the West Coast. Jake Drew is having a phenomenal season. Uh, three, three consecutive wins. He's got a 45-point lead in the standings. And, and his team is on a three-race three race win streak there at Evergreen. So he's going to be really tough to beat. But I know those McAnally cars are going to be tough as well. Um, Jake's teammate, Tanner Rice, is going to be strong. Uh, you know, you've got Todd Souza is always someone that you're going to have to contend with. So, And then you got Jerry Pitts and his cars out there. So it's going to be a really competitive field, 150 laps. It's going to be basically an all-out sprint to get to the finish there. And, uh, and we're looking forward to that one too. The, the West Series has, has really shown – Right here for us the last couple of seasons and you know like I said I, I know the fuel prices are keeping that entry list a, a little down from where we expected it and wanted it to be but it's still going to be a great race and how awesome is it to celebrate 1,000 races we're going to be there um, you know Bill Sudfick a, a two-time series champion who is also the crew chief for Jake Drew um, we'll, we'll get up and, and be honored in front of the, uh, the club there on Saturday Bill McAnally, Bob Rumkati um, you know, some of the real champions and the real notable names of that serious history will be there. And, you know, it's going to be a pretty big deal for the fans in attendance. And uh, like I said, we can pick a more perfect venue to have that happen. My last question for you is, um, you know, after looking at the entry list for Watkins Glen, what are some headlines heading into the general tire delivers 100? I think you're just going to have to look at the drivers we've already mentioned, those five guys. Uh, Nick Sanchez, Roger Carruth, Daniel Bai, Sammy Smith, Taylor Gray, could be any one of those drivers. Uh, Taylor picked up a surprise win, kind of a surprise, uh, over at Mid-Ohio. You know, he kind of used some fire strategy and some weather strategy to his benefit and, you know, walked away with a road course win. I don't think anybody thought of Taylor Gray as a road course ringer, but, you know, he, he kind of stunned everybody and, and stole the win there at Watkins Glen. And I know Sammy Smith was 
people frustrated with the way that race played out. Damon's got a lot of road course experience, so we'll see if he could even the score here this weekend. Well, Charlie, man, I surely appreciate you taking time to, to uh, call in and talk a little ARCA with us. Tell everybody where they can follow the ARCA Menard Series and keep up with the series. Follow along with us at ARCARacing.com. All sorts of information and photos and live timing and scoring there. And, of course, you can follow us on social media at ARCA underscore racing on Twitter. Lots of great updates there as well. Congratulations on getting the boys into high school until Ashley. Hello, <laughs> yeah. and thanks again. Been a struggle. Can't, can't believe they haven't. Uh, can't believe they haven't uh, me to an early end here. But yeah, it's, it's been a fun week for them. And you know, my son's on the golf team, and he chipped in an eagle from uh, from about 50 yards the other day in front of the whole team. So I'm super proud of him. And you know, my other son Chase is. You know, he is uh, really coming into his own as well. And my, my daughter starts college next week, so it's a very, very busy week for me. But, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a good school year for the kids. It's going to be an exciting end of the year for uh, for us on the racing side of things. And I'm here at Watkins Glen State Park taking in some of the beautiful waterfalls. You can probably hear them in the background right now. And uh, just uh, relax a little bit before we get to it. Good morning. Sounds like a nice there, Charlie. Great to hear from you, and thanks for calling in again, Charlie. You got it, guys. Have a great night. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, guys. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway. August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, Kyle. Uh, Charlie said he was at the Waterfalls at uh, Watkins Glen. Is that correct? What's what's that like? Yeah, Rowdy, there's nothing like the state park at Watkins Glen. And, uh, you know, I've been able to hike it, and it's, it's very exhausting, but it's a good workout at the same time. Okay, so it's State Park there. It was in the vicinity. So we're waiting on uh, Greg's our next guest, guys, calling in tonight. Uh, Greg's been, he's had the whole series. He's raced all 12 races so far. And uh, six and Kylie, six and big. Come down to a, a crunch weekend here this weekend. You go from a road course to dirt, and that that's going to be challenging all of its own. And Springfield is really a I, – I, with a lot to have made that race, but we got Daytona coming up next week. So Daytona, Darlington, Talladega. Way we're going to roll and then finish it on out at Homestead and hit a few small tra- dirt tracks on the way. So we're looking forward to uh, next week, Kyle. Rowdy, I'm looking forward to Watkins Glen. Uh, I'm not going to make it, but uh, I have Port Royal coming up, which I'm looking forward to. 
open wheel madness three to four ten wing sprint cars two features for the three or five wing sprint cars and also the USAC English, East Coast Wingless Sprint Cars, who are at Bloomsburg tonight. Uh, also, the past 305 Sprint Cars at Bloomsburg Fair Raceway as well tonight. I can't make it. I'm at work. But, um, yeah, I'll be at Port Royal Saturday for that show. Really looking forward to it. Also, if you're military, active, or past, you are free um, with proof of ID. So, uh, that's pretty cool. So, a lot going on. And, uh, you know, back to normal here in Pennsylvania. Back to back to the grind. The racing grind, at least. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty nice to... Uh let us or them to invite everybody that's a veteran it is nice rowdy um you know uh that night i wanted you to go to seal and grove with me was a military appreciation night and uh you know port royal has theirs coming up on saturday so looking forward to it rowdy i think it's gonna be a real awesome night and uh, i think uh, i think we'll see a good race anthony macri will not be there he will still be out in the midwest at the jackson nationals the world of outlaws so um uh, interested to see how the rest of the how it's going to shape up and um yeah and thanks to also to brad strasser and charlie crawl for uh for, for doing those interviews it was interesting um, like i said we're waiting on greg for him to call in and then uh you know we'll just go from there and uh you know we got some other we got some other news lined up just got tuned into the rowdy maglite show on the facebook page to, to learn and see what's going on Kyle, uh, I mean, it's August, middle of August, winding down. You know, we look forward to to Daytona each year, and before you know it, we're in, we're sitting here. Twelve races in Arkabanard. What I, I think this is race number thirteen coming up, Kyle at Watkins Glen. Sounds about right, Rowdy. I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but that sounds about right. So we're waiting on uh, Greg now. Uh, Kyle, uh, Greg's raced every race, I think, since uh, the whole season. He's He's been uh, committed to the whole season. I think you're right, Rowdy. I think he has ran the whole year, and, uh, you know, he's been good, running strong in some races. And, you know, you never know. He can come through and break through for a win. It could happen. It's just it's always possible. All right, Kyle. Uh, you know, I thought changing from the 4th of July the race to Daytona would be kind of a mistake, but now with it boiling down to uh, your last chance to get in the playoffs, Kyle, that's kind of turned that race a little bit around. A lot of, a lot of stuff rolling a lot of things on upside down. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot rolling on that race right there. That you, till they did the the timing on the schedule made sense. Yeah, it's an interesting part of the schedule, you know, for all the series, you know, ARCA, NASCAR, uh, you know, um, it's a real interesting part of the schedule. And, um, you know, so that's what's interesting. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working on getting Greg on the show. Um, you know, uh, Niner has just texted him, so I just wanted to let you know about that. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, that's kind of where we're going. You know, hopefully get to Homestead, Miami. Can't make it to Watkins Glen this weekend, but that's okay. So really looking forward to it. Well, look, you know, Kyle, we all got, we had plans. We all had plans. They didn't really work the way that we wanted to, but, <laughs> hey, we're still here, still making it, 
making it happen. Uh, I just want to thank Charlie for coming on, Kyle, because we kind of, that was the last minute, and hey, for him to take off from State Park, spend a few minutes with us, that was pretty good. I, I like that. So, uh, Kyle, I'm going to bring in our our next guest here, folks. Rowdy, would you like to bring in our guest? Yes, I would. I, all right, everyone, I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Magalite Show, Greg Van Out. Welcome, Greg. Hey, thanks for having me on. So, uh, Greg, you started this this journey of the 2022 Arkham Menard Series in Daytona. A lot of seat time between Daytona and, and Watkins Glen coming up. The top side of you learned, got out of all this, 12 races, Greg. Um, man, probably just the, uh, the grind of everything, um, car preparation, the travel on the road. Uh, it's definitely more grueling than I, I don't want to say than I anticipated, but, um, just got to make sure everything is is good and ready for all the travel and, and um, yeah, it's, it's just uh, makes it a little more tougher than it uh, than it looks like it should be. Great, what's one of the biggest obstacles you've had to overcome so far this year? Um, off the track, it's been uh, <laughs> we bought a a new truck at the at the end of last year to to kind of help us with our travels and man if things broke down on us a couple of times it's it's a brand new truck but um as far as uh as far as on the racetrack um you know just just keeping up with the maintenance of the cars uh has been tough with the way our team is and you know it's just being me and some buddies that that do it in my backyard shop so you know, just family life, uh, work life balance, and then you know, trying to go racing. It's it's uh, it's been pretty tough. It's not uh, it's not just like you know, running the local the local stuff like we've been used to for for multiple years, and and uh, it's just so. Uh, Greg, I we had Charlie Corral on just a few minutes ago, and, and I asked Charlie what was the most exciting race this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he said, Michigan, you finished ninth. Talk us through the last five laps of that Michigan race. Oh, man, it was, um, it was pretty, it was pretty, uh, pretty intense. Um, kind of had to get up on the wheel. Um, you know, that they were, we were, I think last car on the lead lap, um, but we, uh, you know, we was trying to, to do everything we could to get around the Cody Coughlin car. Um, I think up front was a little bit more of a battle, but uh, um, yeah, I mean, just had to be spot on on the restarts and, and uh, you know, just place pretty line sensitive uh, to be fast. Um, so, yeah, last five laps, uh, lots of guys were were wore out after that race. I was 
I was pretty surprised when when the race was over, all the all the other drivers that had to get oxygen and medical was getting to them with water and stuff. And heck, I jumped out and didn't didn't think nothing of it. Started helping the crew guys take the throttle body off to get the spacer back to Arca, and you know just uh, I guess I guess lots of years of racing keep in race shape. <laughs> Hi, Greg. You have Kyle here. My first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about how your first full season's been. Um, what's it been like um, now, you know, going from a part-time to a full-time schedule and now um, racing full-time? Yeah, thanks uh, uh, coming on here. Um, it, it's been fun. It's it's definitely uh, different. Um, you know, we've ran late models full-time um, for a while. Uh, races are a little bit more spread out in that. You get a couple weeks usually between races. Um, everybody warned me about the summer grind that, that ARCA has where it's just back-to-back races. And um, I don't want to say it caught me off guard, but it is definitely more grueling than than uh, what I anticipated. Um, so, you know, that's that's probably been the hardest thing. My second question for you is, uh, you know, what's where, where, you know, what, what's your super speedway experience been like this year? Um, you know, running the bigger tracks and, um, you know, getting some good, really good finishes like a top five at Charlotte. Yeah, our program is probably our our, our best races. Um, those tracks t- suit just tend to suit me uh, better. Um, even though I got lots of short track experience, um, the bigger tracks you kind of have to think more through your three points, where you're picking the throttle up. Um, so I, I I just feel like those suit me better. Um, short tracks you just it's kind of like a like a wrestling match. You know you're just you're just going at it. You get into a, a rhythm. Um, but the, the mile and a half stuff, the super speedway stuff, uh, for whatever reason, those just um, suit me better. So uh, Charlotte was really good. Uh, I know a lot of people don't like seeing guys like Brandon Jones come down and and run in the Arca series. But uh, if he wasn't in that race, I probably would have never got a top five because I don't know what position we were in, but he was in front of us and. I just mirrored his line and watched the way his car was going through the corner and started doing what he was doing, and our car got tremendously better. Uh, He was driving around the bumps into three, and uh, it's it's hard to know where that stuff is at unless you get behind a guy with as much experience as him. And once I started doing that, it just car came to life and and, uh, got quite a bit faster. I think we picked up like six-tenths. Uh, over the course of like 10 laps when I was behind him. And, and uh, you know, I'd have never found that probably had he not been in the race. My last question for you is uh, just talk a little bit about working with Jim Long um, with all the experience that he has in, in that level and also, you know, with all the experience he has in the NASCAR top three series as well. Yeah, Jim's uh, definitely a uh, an asset to our team. Um, with all of his experience, it's uh, it's definitely a good fit for us. Uh, you know, 
being retired from from the Cup Series, uh, it's just a perfect fit because you know we're you know definitely a low budget team. Um, you know he's not trying to to make a living off of us. He's just looking to go and have fun, uh, going to the racetracks, and uh, he likes the the ingenuity of ARCA. Uh, he said he has said several times that the current ARCA uh, format, how everything is done, reminds him of the Cup Series in the 90s. So, you know, it's it's nice having a guy like that that, that we can lean on um, as rookies and, and myself as a rookie driver and all my crew guys as rookie crew guys. Uh, so, so definitely a huge asset to our team. Rowdy, are you there? Y- yes, I- I'm sorry. Greg, what – my, my question was, I'm sorry, uh, was you're, you're going to be at Watkins Glen on on a road course. How do you prepare yourself for Springfield when you get to Springfield on dirt? Um, I watched quite a few races from Springfield. Um, my, my typical day is I work during the day, and then I end up in the race shop in the evening, and then as I'm trying to go to bed, I turn turn races on and and watch uh, previous year's races. So there's not much I can do outside of that preparing for the for the dirt tracks. Uh, you know the way they change from race to race. You just don't know what you're going to get into until you get there. So um, probably spent more time on car preparation than driver preparation. Uh, I feel like I adapt pretty good, so I'm not too concerned with uh, once we get there. You know, I can I can watch drivers, and I mean, there's a couple guys in the field that I'll pay attention to, especially a guy like Kenny Schrader. Try to get behind him in practice will probably be my main goal. Uh, kind of take it one lap at a time. Um, I, I tend to be 50 to 75 laps before I figure a place out. So, you know, we'll probably wear out a set of tires in practice just just getting laps. Um, you know, if cars off or something here or there, we'll we'll make quick adjustments, but we'll focus mainly on uh, just turning laps. Uh, Greg, let's talk about the guys back in the shop that helps you go round and round. Yeah, so... My main two guys that help me at the shop, uh, Brandon and Jason, um, they both uh, live within 10, 15 minutes of the shop. Um, Jason works for me full-time at the fence company. Brandon is a, uh, a police officer. Um, so, you know, it's a it's an evening thing uh, where we're out in the shop. Um, you know, those, between the three of us, we're, we're out there as much as we can, but you know, it's it's a balance. We all have families, and uh, you know, we have to we have to work as much as we can together. But there's nights that one of us or two of us can't be out there, so you know, we just uh, have a whiteboard with a checklist and write <laughs> stuff down and check it off the list as we go. A smile team, they will carry on, won't they, Greg? Well, uh, let's talk about yeah. your sponsors. Yeah, so uh, CB Fabricating is our our main sponsor, and then of course my fence company. But CB Fabricating is a, a 
Their uh, their specialty is laser cutting. Uh, they're right there in Anderson, Indiana, and uh, they uh, they help us tremendously. Uh, Chris Barkdahl is uh, you know a partner, um, great partner to have, great uh, great friend. Um, you know, definitely definitely makes uh, makes a lot of this arc of stuff happen. And where can they follow you on social media, Greg? Um. I uh, I have a Facebook page, Twitter page. Um, just simply look up Greg Van Ost. Um, my uh, racing page for Facebook's under Van Ost Motorsports. Not real active on social media. Uh, I got too much to do out in the barn to to blog about stuff or whatnot. But um, I get on there occasionally, um, and uh, yeah, do as, do as much as I can there. Greg setting forth in points, man, in Arca Bernard series. That's not bad, my friend. No, thank you. That's uh it's definitely something to be proud of. I, I really wish we could have the the Daytona race back when we got wrapped under yellow and and uh more so the, the Phoenix race where we got wrecked ten laps in. Uh if we had either one of those back or both of them back, we would believe it or not, we'd we'd probably be a little bit closer to third in points than what we are, so um, you know, definitely don't wish anything bad on any of our competitors, but you know, if they if they have a couple bad races and we don't, you know, we might we might be right in there in the in the top three mix. But uh, you know, those those other guys are pretty solid. So um, you know, if it's where we end up, and that's where we end up. But uh, hopefully, we just stay within the top five before the end of the year. Looking forward to seeing you in Toledo in the championship, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. That'd be uh that's a that's a track that I've got quite a few laps on. Not not as many as a Winchester IRP, but definitely have raced the super there multiple times. Greg, thanks a lot for spending time with us tonight, my friend. Thanks, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you guys. There are sixteen spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well not just any track. Daytona, a last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, folks. Thanks to everyone who called in. Charlie, Brad, Greg, Kyle, me, and me. Kyle, I was Kyle in tonight. Thanks a lot, and we'll be back Monday morning for the Monday morning edition of the Rowdy Highlight Show.
Good night.